What's going on, BTH family? Coach Fergo coming back at you once again with season two of Beyond the Hardwood. Let's get right into it. This episode of Beyond the Hardwood, I sit down with JT Burton, the head men's basketball coach here at Tusculum University. Coach Burton and I sit down for an in-person interview where he shares with us his journey through the coaching ranks, which includes stops at the Division I level, the junior college level, and even the high school level on the girls' side. We also talk about how important it is to have relationships with your players, current and former as well as being okay with possibly losing your best player, especially in preseason conditioning, which Coach Burton has become very accustomed to doing as he's been a head coach. And lastly, how having a strong support system can get you through the tough times, especially in the coaching business. So stay tuned as I tap in with Coach Burton coming up next. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Beyond the Hardwood, season two, episode one, man. It's been a long while, you know, been a crazy off season. Everybody's been busy, you know, obviously the pandemic, uh, but we're finally back to it, you know. And for the very first episode, let me give you a quick background, okay? There would not be a season two if I wouldn't have got the head boss man, JT Burton, who is our first guest for this for this season too. Coach, I appreciate you tapping in with me, man. Sure, man. Appreciate you having me on. It was a long time coming. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going live on Facebook. You trying something new. Yep, yep. I guess I'm the guinea pig, but it's okay. <laughs> I, you know me, like I told you, I got a TV face, not a radio face. There you go. There you go. Well, Coach, man, again, I appreciate you taking the time out of your morning to hop on uh, the platform with us, man. So, you know, to get started, Kind of tell the people about your background, about where you're from. Obviously, you're a Kentucky native, come from a very huge family. Um, so kind of, you know, run the people down on, you know, where you're from, you know, and what's molded you into the person you become today. Man, if you can see behind me, directly behind me is the jersey. This is the journey that I've been on. Um, I'm from Springfield, Kentucky. Um, was born and raised there. On, on High Street, I think I took you guys there yep. when, when my first couple years here, man, and uh, was one of 10. Uh, my mother raised all 10 of us, and then we was gracious enough to get my stepfather, Jim Buck, calling his name is James Eman. Right. And um, man, it was it was, it was was kind of rough, but you know, I wouldn't give nothing for it. Uh, Springfield is, is a small town, but you know, it's, it's one of those places you know, you got to love it to live there. You right. got to almost be raised to live there. Or you go back uh, as an old person to live there. But right. I love my hometown. I love representing my hometown. I always will. And uh, what motivated me to be the man I am is uh, that one lady, man, is, is Alma Burton and my mother. Uh, because that lady right there, without her, there's no me. And uh, I always got to add uh, my stepfather as well. Because, you know, he came in my life when I was like seven to eight years old. And uh, with him, he tried to he taught me he taught me how to be a man. Right. So, uh, at right. that age, I was uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't the most pleasant kid to be around. <laughs> so he kind of you know 
it helped mold me in what I am today. For sure, for sure. And for those of y'all who don't know, obviously, you know, Coach just said he's come, he comes from a huge family. Um, but they've been a very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They've been a big part of your success as a coach and just, you know, along your journey. So kind of talk about how you got into the coaching business, you know, where it started at. Um, and cause you've been, you know, you kind of had your hands on almost every division or even level, whether it's high school, whether it's the women's side, you know, uh, kind of talk to us about your journey. Uh, it's, it's going to take a while, but <laughs> this journey, it's, this road has been, you know, it's been long and windy, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I tell you what, my mother, uh, was one of the, is a big part. You hear me say it a thousand times in my family, but I right. seen a, um, I mean, my mother one time when we, when I was young, drew on a board about success, okay? Right. And she goes, she drew a straight line, and then she drew a, a line that's going like, you know, side to side. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this is success. And I thought she was going to talk about the straight line. And she was talking about the wiggly line. Man. And, and, and at the time, I thought she was out of her mind, I guess, all my brothers did. But, uh, but to tell you a little bit about that, Graduated from Washington County High School in Springfield in 1995. From there, I went on to play basketball for two years. And um, <laughs> that story is yes. a whole other story in itself. Yep. Um, <laughs> I played there for, at St. Catherine for two years. Now, you want to jump ahead to my coaching career. Graduated from Tennessee Wesley in 1999. When I went there, I uh, got out and I came back to St. Catherine. I was an assistant coach there under Ryan Swanson for one year. We moved to Marshalltown, Iowa. I was at Marshalltown, Iowa for one year. In Iowa, you're talking about a humbling experience. I moved 13 hours away. I lived in a walk-in closet. And that walk-in closet, I mean, I, if you can visualize it, I had a little bed. At the time, there was a house phone right. and there was a desktop, big old computer. Uh -huh. That's all I had in there, my clothes. Right. Um, I made $72 a month living in that closet. And then from there, I went to Chipotle on the Ryan Cross. Then uh, I decided to get out of the business. And I left from there and I came back to Washington County High School. Okay. From there, I became, I was a special ed teacher. That first year at Washington High School, which was 2003 and four, I was the men's assistant coach. Okay. 2004, five, I took over the women's head coach, girls head coach. And then I was there for four years. Gotcha. So right. after that, I um, became, I went back to uh, St. Catherine mm -hmm. as an assistant, uh, President William Houston, created a spot for me to be a assistant coach part-time for the men and a and, and in admissions office had part-time. <laughs> so that, that was on the way O'Connor right. as the head right. coach. Did that for one year. He leaves, go to West Carolina as assistant division one. Uh, St. Catherine transitioned from junior college to four year. I become the head coach there. Well, when I become the head coach there, I, I thought I was the man. I thought I made it. Right. And my head couldn't really fit in Springfield. I had all support. I can't lie. I'm not going to say I didn't have any support because I had all the support in the world. Won five games. The most humbling thing in the world, I had a, I had a really, really good assistant throwing Matt Steersman. Matt Steersman and I got on the road after we lost our last game. 
and then we 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 turned it around. Right. The following year, we won 24 games. Right. Uh, Matt moved on, got a better job. I then inherited some more assistance, uh, you know, which was Matt Taylor, Bo Braden, Hans Desir, uh, Will Finch. What a crew! It was an unbelievable crew. Sir. We had success there for the next up until 2014. Uh, with you know, at St. Catherine's, a unique place because it's in my hometown. Right. It was it was a place that everybody you know I had uh, I had grown we had grown support from the town there. Everybody loves St. Catherine's because we had a rolling right. even we had limited access you know with scholarships and everything. Mm -hmm. We had a rolling there, and then we was fortunate enough to make it to the national tournament. What twice I think three times. In my last year there, 2013-14, we made it to the Elite Eight. Uh, we got in on, a, on, a, on, a, on an automatic bid. I mean, I, yeah, we got in on a bid, and uh, we got on the roll. Um, then after that, I went to Tennessee as player development guy at with uh, Donnie Tindall. Mm -hmm. I was there for a year. Right. Then I left there became the head coach at Montlow State for two years. And I had a chance to coach some very, very good basketball players. Uh, and, you know, I'll name a few. Jalen Ball for my first year. Right. Uh, Stefan Zabo, we call him. Rest in peace, my man. I, got, had a, I was fortunate enough to coach him and several others. Then the following year, we had a whole brand new team. Arthur Latham, Zach Holt was my assistant. And they helped me turn that thing around. And uh, we won 30 games that year, wow. broke all kind of records, won 16 games in a row, ended up having, uh, what, three first-team All-Americans on, uh, on that team, you know, wow. Javion Hamlet, mm -hmm. who went to North Texas. Yeah. You know, that kid had an unbelievable success, hopefully get drafted. Sure. Uh, Rashawn uh, Fredericks, that kid was an All-American. And then Isaiah Hart ended up being an All-American. And then Arthur Latham took over after I did, and after I left and went to Moorhead. Right. Right. Went to Moorhead for a year, yep. was there for a year, man, and then I got this job. You know, sure. Preston Spradlin, shout out to him, man, for giving me a shot to be assistant at the Division One level. And uh, it brings me here, brother. Sure. Three years later, I'm, I'm at the best place in D2. I say all of college basketball, Tuscaloosa. There you go. There you go. Uh, as y'all can hear, Coach, uh, your journey has been long-winded. <laughs> man. <laughs> Almost. Uh, but, you know, obviously – your story continues to be written with, you know, the success and just the programs that you've been a part of. But, you know, let's take a step back, you know, when, when you were talking about going to Iowa, right? Yeah. You, you got you to gotta tell us a story about the, the car story. Um, uh, well, <laughs> my, my, when I moved from, from St. Catherine to, first of all, we go, my graduate, I'm one of ten. One only, yeah, I'm telling my brother and sister, I'm bragging. I'm the only one to graduate from college. But those, right. my other sisters and brothers are much way better than me. So they do construction yeah. and all that stuff. Them yeah, people are built different. Yeah. Yeah. They are built way different. And I tell them all the time, God put them in my life for me. Right. Because I need them. I got to have them. But I remember graduating, mother said, you got to get out of the house three to six months. Okay, I'm, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm just kind of sick, but okay. <laughs> got a job at St. Catherine. My man was like, uh, Ryan Swanson said, you want to go to Iowa with me? Yep. Uh, my stepfather bought me a $300 car. I wish you could show it. I'm going to have a picture of it. That car drove it to Iowa, and when it got there, it it, it was bad. 
it never cranked again. I never. drove it 13 hours. <laughs> I put, in about a year and a half, I put almost 200,000 miles. I drove that thing wow. everywhere, man. Wow. And, uh, but yeah, and then uh, you want to talk about the scholarship situation? Yeah, we might, we might as well go there. So Everybody's you know, seen the thing. I yeah, mean, the coach. Well, no, go ahead. Well, just to give everybody a background. So, Coach and I, we both played for Donnie Tindall during his coaching tenure. So, Coach played for him at St. Catherine. I played for him at Moorhead State. Um, but Coach's way of getting in with Coach, uh, I'm going to let him go ahead and tell that story. So, Coach, go ahead real quick. Now, well, just to tell you, <laughs> I got with Coach Tindall my – second year of junior college. My first year was understand Harden. He gave me a shot because I wasn't very good. He just right. gave me a shot. And then the following year, pass or fail, got a 2.0, mama made me go back. Coach Tim was fortunate enough to give me a chance to play for him. And uh, it, it, it's, it, it, it's, we start off with 27 players, coach. And at, at 6 a.m., the infamous 6 a.m., and I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that later. We sure will. We will. Oh, oh that was it – was, it's nine of us that made it. Yeah. We won 30 games that year. We won the region. We beat the, the reigning national champs at the time. Sullivan Juco was a, had a basketball team out of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, we, we, we beat them. And, man, at 7, 6 a.m. changed my life forever. Right. I mean, so – For sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, until you go through it, until you want to be one of our former players, yeah, I've been one of Coach Tennis' former players. Whoever else does that, it's just a different, it's a different bird. Oh, it's a different, it's a different breed. So, you know, and, and Coach, you know, obviously after your JUCO experience, you got the chance to go to Tennessee Westland to finish off, where you did play and you got your education. Um, not too many people know about how you put yourself out there to, to you know, get to Tennessee Westland. So kind of tell that story, too, because not too many people know about that story, uh, but it's, it's, it's very common. Well, back in the day, uh, we didn't have cell phones, obviously. Uh, right. We had phones at St. Catherine was when I was at school, junior college, in the hallway. Well, my, my close friend, one of my best friends in life, Eric Hicks, mm -hmm. was already going to uh, Tennessee Wesleyan College at the time. Now it's university. Right. And uh, <laughs> so the phone rang. I happened to be coming up the steps, phone rang, and it's Coach Steve Adams looking for Eric Hicks. And I was like, yeah, hold on. He oh. Steve got called. He called. He's like, can I speak to Eric Hicks? I was like, yeah. He told me who he was. I was like, hold on, Coach. Like, like Give me a shot. Yeah, like, I said, look at that tape. Look at that film one more time. One more time. Right. Look at number three. I had my career high against there. It was against Spalding. Okay. Yeah. Right. We Spalding always beat, we beat my 97 points. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still wow. got our, our, we, you still got the highlight tape? You see my highlight tape? That's out there. We're going to have to put that thing out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and when he called, uh, I kind of talked my way into uh, getting a scholarship and, 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 uh, the rest is history, man. Because Coach Steve Adams, believe me, watched it again. He gave me a shot. That's how I got. Yes, my, that's how I got to where I was at. I had to work for it, man. Right. It's kind of crazy, man. Eric, I'm talking about that all the time, bro. I he called, and I was like, "Hey, man, give me a shot." And he did. So Good. that's how I got there. Man, that's big time. That's big time. And, and obviously, you know, that has led you to where you are now as a coach. Um, but you know, again, let's kind of harp on the <laughs> the six a.m.s. And how that you know has molded not only you, me, and even our players here at Tusculum, uh, just because of again, it's a different bird, it's a different breed. You got to be 
it, it challenges you on a whole nother level mentally. Um, but speak about how that, you know, translates over into life after basketball. Because obviously, if you can get through that basketball wise, you're going to be the best one. Of the, you're going to be in probably the best shape of your life. Um, and, and it's also going to help you win a lot of games. But how has that, you know, helped you moving forward after, you know, Tennessee Wesleyan? Man, I, I remember after doing the, the sprints, the 6 a.m., we went to Tennessee Wesleyan. And me and Eric, like our close friend, Kevin Carr, you call him Coop, they played, mm -hmm. right, played with us. They was already there. Right. So we was doing conditioning and everybody's about to die. And then Eric was like, is this it? You know what I mean? Like, after sure. went through that. Right. So they gave me a, a big time appreciation to the, to the, to, to the, shout out to the vets, for sure. to, to the military people because, what they go, you know, I love special forces. I was shot, you know, that's a whole nother story. But to see and watch what those guys do to get themselves mentally prepared, that is a, it's not, it's a small percentage, but after going through that 6 a.m. like we did or like you did, yeah. it's unbelievable. And as you're going through it at the time, you don't think it's going to help you in life, right? You want to quit. I've had guys run oh. to the stage, oh. fall out, bodies lock up, cry. Yeah, we've been, we, we've all been a, been, yes. been a victim of it. And, <laughs> and, and when you coach these kids, it's, it's, you tell them, like, look, it's not for punishment. It's not for, to come some medicine. It's to help you. Right. Because when we sit down and talk to these parents, we tell them, your son will change. We, that's what we want them to do. If not, they won't make it. Right. And, <laughs> And, and, and going through, putting guys through that, it, it helps you win games. It helps them off the court, though. Right. And that's our main focus here, too, because these guys have been playing basketball their whole lives. Mm -hmm. It's our main focus to make sure that these guys become men. For and sure. the 6 a.m.s, it, 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 it changes your life drastically. And if yeah. you guys out there don't believe it, ask somebody who's been through it, with you know, I'm gonna say with us, yep. me or Coach Kendall, it's it's something special. It is. And, uh, so it's one of those things, man. It builds character. Yep. It, it it helps you, and then it separates the men from the boys. For sure, for sure. And obviously, you know that's something that we do here with our guys. But it's something that you've carried along with you along your journey. That you know, because the one thing about six a.m.s is that you know, and that we both realize is that. If you don't have a relationship with your players and you putting them through that type of that type of conditioning, is that they'll quit. Yes. They'll quit. Nine times out of ten, most of them will quit. But for you, you know, the one thing that being here for a year working under you, that I've realized is that you are a player's coach, that you know, you're willing to listen to, you know, uh, for example, our point guard Trent Gibson, who was player of the year in the conference, all American uh, all academic American. Um, so kind of talk about the importance of having relationships with your players that carry over not only while you have them here under your wing with your program, but also after they, uh, they leave. Well, I, 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 a relationship with your basketball player is big. Relationships, period, because, you know, as you see off the court, to, to, to grow in this business, you got to have relationships. For sure. Talk about. But you, one thing I've learned – when you do the 6 a.m.s and do the things that we do here, mm -hmm. you got to be willing to lose your best player because they quit. Yeah. Some, some do. For sure. And the ones who make it, uh, they become 
very good players, very good students as well, very good people. Um, the relationship piece, man, is huge. I mean, because I still have uh, huge relationships with all my former players. Now, we're able to keep up with them through the phone, which is easier. Right. And I tell you, man, the one person where I got that from is uh, Dream Dowling. Because, you know, we used to take a lot of trips together when he was an assistant in a couple other spots. And one day we was riding, we had a long road trip. And I noticed he kept being on the phone with all of his players, former players. They was telling him about other players and, you know, laughing, just a relationship. And I was like, right, man, right. Like, is that how it's supposed to be? Because I come from the old school. I, I didn't know that. Right. And uh, to, to see him, watch him how he had a relationship with his players, I was like, I'm, 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 I'm using that. For and sure. so since then, I've kind of taken on that, that mantra of build a relationship with the players because when they leave from here, those are the people who help you. And it's good to watch them grow as people, man, because uh, you get them when they come through that door mm -hmm. and they're green, even if the transfers or whatever. Right. And uh, I'm not saying we are better than anybody else, but we do things uh, our way. And it's it's been very successful. And it's sure. one of those things, man, to where, again, everything, when it goes back to a player, you got to have a relationship to do that 6 a.m. because it changes their life. And, Player relationships are huge. You know, we play video games against them. We do. <laughs> we do it all. I mean, we do it. We hang out with them all the time because, you know, and it's one thing that I, I talk to my friends in Division One about, you know, because I'm always trying to get better, is about meeting with the players and, and player relationships. And you talk to some of the players that went on and I coach Juco, they don't have a relationship with their head coach. Mm -hmm. And to me, right. I just I just don't see how, you know, that's just who I am. Yeah. I get that from my mother. Yeah. So, Player relationship is huge, man. It's something that I try to do. For sure, for sure. And, you know, another aspect of it is that, you know, your players, they help you get players to bring in. <laughs> yes. Um, They'll call you and be like, hey, coach, this kid, this kid, you know. And, you know, I've got several other, you know, Teron Franklin, one of the kids, man, out of Delaware, uh, Omar Skinner, those guys like that. Sure. Out of Delaware, came to Springfield, played for me, and now those I still keep in contact with those guys. For sure. Man, I mean, Josh Perry, he's from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he lives in all right. Josh, man. I mean, so kids from all spectrum, you know, and I don't, I'm not, you know, I told you, I'm not an area guy. Right. There's millions of kids. Let's go find them. For and sure. then when you find them, you develop that relationship with them, the parents, and then that, that's a lifelong relationship with them. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, you know, kind of the harp on, you know, what we've been kind of talking about, you know, the one thing about you also that you like to do is not just keep it strictly basketball. And even though we do have fun here with video games uh, and, 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 you know, watching the Super Bowl together and stuff like that, that we do, you know, the academic NBA draft setup that we'll have set up uh, at the beginning of the school year, um, you know, not bragging, but, you know, I won the spring semester. 3.5 um, is big. 3.5 team, team GPA. Wow. Um, but, um, you know, another thing that you like to do too is teach the guys about certain aspects that will prepare them for life after basketball, such as teaching them how to invest, as you mentioned a lot of times now, uh, the parents about uh, with Robin Hood and things of that nature. Um, so kind of talk about how important it is to not only mold them academically, you know, uh, physically and mentally for, you know, competition throughout the year, but also, you know, just giving them some type of uh, access to little things that, you know, may interest them that they possibly, you know, one day could start a business in 
uh, whether it's, you know, stocks, all this type of stuff that you do? Well, you guys, you guys, especially you, you've taught me a lot with this stock stuff, man. And now these kids have the phones, man. We got the life in our hand. I mean, right. at the palm of my hand. So right. the one thing we try to do is, is is we always try to make kids better, not only as basketball players, again, as people. I learn, you learn, we all learn, we do this. So like before the pandemic hit, one of the things I've done is we had an etiquette dinner. Coach, I thought I knew etiquette. I'm well, you know, if you call proper etiquette, leaning on the kitchen table with your arms up there to eat, uh-huh. you know, uh, we had an etiquette dinner and we learned it was unbelievable because I learned, you know, how to eat, what I put your fork at, all that little stuff. Right. And uh, now we're going to try, now that the, it's everything's getting back to normal, we're going to try to teach them how to do a checkbook, try to teach them how to do the stocks. You know, I would like to, you know, I guess in high school, you know, my daughter did this, they had a game where you could develop, where you could do the stocks and bonds. You don't have no money, but you're just teaching kids what, it, you know, trades and all that stuff uh-huh. is about. Right. And that's what we try to do here, man, because, you know, I got a lot of things in mind now that the world is getting back to normal that mm-hmm. we can do. My wife is an accountant, trying to get her in there, trying to get, teach these guys how to, uh, to uh, balance a checkbook because a lot of them don't know how to do that. For sure. For sure. And then one thing we'll teach them, even, you know, some of the assistants, you do, a couple of them don't, how to tie a tie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what kind of, you know, what, how many suits you need to start off? Yeah. You know? Right. It's just right. little things that we're going to try to teach you, man, now that everything is changing. That's what we try to do here, man. Right. Try to, when, because I always tell parents, when you don't see your son for up from, from what is it, August to November, I mean, August to December, Christmas time. Mm. If we, you can't tell me that your son ain't had a little change, we ain't get our job. For sure. And that's part of the change, man. That's what sure. we try to do is just try to teach these kids, sure. you know, life after basketball. Right. And that's, you know, another aspect of it, of it is that, you know, we even, you know, me being a young coach and even for yourself, you know, 45 as a head coach, you know, these are things that you weren't exposed to that I wasn't exposed to until, you know, maybe eight to 10. Like for me, it was, you know, eight years after college. For you, it's been what 20, 20 years. Yeah. So yeah. these are things now that, as you said, with you know the power of what these do for you, you know it, it's it's mind blowing how young they can start to develop into you know or start a business, you know, and things of that nature at the ages that they're at now. It's hard, man, because you know you 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 take people like myself and other people, it's hard for them to break that old mold when they see something like that. You know, if you've never been taught the, the trading game on stocks and shares and all that stuff, right. you think it's a bad investment. You don't know what you're doing. But right. now they got so much stuff. I'm a big IG guy, Instagram right. guy. So you go on Instagram, they got billionaires and people that's there already. They, they're giving you the blueprint how to get there. Mm-hmm. That it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to happen overnight. Right. And that's what some people's got to understand. Right. So, you know, to try to get everybody to change their way, you know, around the people around us. And then, you know, it's like my daughter. Mm-hmm. I tell her all the time, look, look, you at that age 18, just want to invest right. in your money. When you get my age, right. you're done. You yeah. know what I mean? Because everybody's been told, oh, you, you save your money, you're tired. And you die. That ain't the way. No, live now. That's what we try to teach our guys. For sure. For sure. And, you know, you mentioned your daughter, Lucky, who just graduated on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, you know, let's let's talk about those two little girls. And obviously, um, your wife, Miss Carla, who's been the backbone for you throughout these 20 years 
uh, anniversaries tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, no, well, no, two, two days, two, two days, two days, June seventh, so, second, twenty seconds. Shout out, twenty years. She's twenty a years. Woman. She's a great lady. She's lucky. <laughs> so you, you, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, y'all been together since you were third? sixth grade. Sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. wow. She was in the age. She was two years ahead of me. Don't look at the age though. Just look at the grade. There. But when you're saying she's a year older, uh-huh. but two years ahead of me in school, if that tells you anything. <laughs> But it's okay. It's all right. sure. It all worked itself out. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Kind of talk about you know. Obviously, you come from a big family, um. But the support of your wife, and then obviously your two daughters who are, are the world to you. What have they done for you, um, to get you where you are, and just really continue to push you to to climb the ladder? Because you know. We've talked plenty of times about there being times, even when you thought about just throwing in a towel. Yeah. Because you were making really good money in certain certain places in, in the that you've been in the business. Um, but you were miserable. Um, but your little girls and your wife were there to help you get through and, and get you get where you are now. So kind of talk about them for us. Man, you know, those those three right there, call it, you know, in this business, when you start out as you're finding out. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. Right. It's not about the money. And when I was, you you talking about, I was at St. I mean, high school. First, I didn't make no money in junior college, okay? When I went to high school, I was making a decent amount of money, living in my hometown, everything was comfortable. Right. Left there, went to St. Catherine to be an assistant. I went from making a good piece of change to making $12,000. Wow. But Carlos stood there, stood with me, and helped, you know, like, Get, you know, carry, carry, she carried me. Ain't, ain't no sense to be lying. For sure. So, uh, without her being the the head of the Burton Enterprise, uh, it, it, we, there will be no me as far as me getting there. Now, I'm two little girls, coach. My, my 18 year old man, lucky. That girl just graduated. I could not, cannot, and still won't believe it. Uh, I, I just, man, if you, I love them little girls. You know, I got a little, I got 18 year old, luck. Uh, her name is Alexis Burke. A lot of people don't even know that. Right. And then I got a younger one, Jada, call her Fancy. Now it's kind of crazy. Lucky looks like me, acts like a mother. Yeah. Fancy looks like a mother, acts like me. You know, she. I'm surprised. Well, she's right. in the bed now. Surprised she ain't called you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, those. You know, I want. I, I, I'm not. I can't sit up here and say. You know, one of those guys. Like, I didn't have no success. I didn't have no. I had. I mean, uh, no uh, uh, following and no help. I did. Uh, I had a lot of help. I had a lot of support right. from from my yeah, my immediate family, and uh, those two girls. Man, I can't say enough about them because they've helped me and they keep me going. You know, it's it's not only the you know the world's changing. And I tell them that you know at the yeah. young age, especially you know they ain't gonna listen to me. Sure. They're just gonna have to you know I'm not a woman. My my wife is, takes that part of it. Right. I can only tell them from a man perspective and. Uh, but them two girls, man, they, they are everything to me. And uh, like I told you, Lucky's going to be going to school here next year. She is. And she all is. you guys out there that's coming to school here. Go ahead and lay it out there for them. It's one of those things. Daddy's going to be here. Daddy's always going to be here, okay? And I'm um, going to give you an example of my, how my daughter's heart, how fragile it is. It's like a, an egg, you know, a little piece of little egg. And that little, little yolk that's in the middle. And it's real, you can break that just like that. You toss it up, you catch it, if it don't land right, and slide out of your hands. Well, that's my daughter's heart. That's how fragile it is. Don't break it. 
That's all I ask. There you go. And there it is. is. She's going to be going. And she's she's <laughs> fine now. She looks just like a daddy. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that was for you, Tim Pete. Oh, oh boy. Okay, let's not get TP going now. Let's not get TP going. But, uh, but no, nah, man, Coach, you know, I just want you to harp on, you know, what they've done for you because, again, for anybody that ever works for Coach, you know, they're going to be around all the, all time. the time. Hey, all the time. As I tell y'all, Coach, if when you get started here, if you cannot put up with my kids, mm-hmm. you can't work for me. I tell players that because them little girls, they are high maintenance. They are spoiled, and it is my fault. I know that, and I take ownership. But if you can't put up with my little two little girls coming around calling you, putting get on your nerves, <laughs> like the other day, I could tell you when she called you, boy, well, you'd be like, yeah, but you call her back, check yep. in, and, 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 and it, it becomes, you know, I think, you know, I'm a born limb. I think that's why, you know, one of the reasons old, old Coach Ferguson is still here because of my daughter, because <laughs> they love that dude. They, you yep. know, I think, you know, it's just one of those things, man, to, you know, you can't leave out my uh, brothers and sisters either, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have a great, uh, unbelievable support system. My uncle, uh, Bobby, the only uncle I think on my mama's side I have left. And the other day, he schooled everybody in Cornhole. Oh, boy. He, That's he my guy. Bad. That was bad. It got yeah. bad. Yeah, it got, it got bad. But, really you know, bad. it starts with this lady right there in the middle. And then my grandmother, she didn't want to start it all. Rosalie Burton. Yeah, the lady right there. She didn't want to start it at all. But then, as you see all the pictures of my family, uh, I have a huge, huge support system, and it can't, they can't go without, uh, I can't go without saying it, because those, those, my brothers and sisters, 10 of us go, and those, I can't say they don't have a great support system, because I do, so thanks to all y'all, I love y'all, one day, i like to get them on, on their own little, you know, our own little deal, just to see, it'd be, you know, just them, get them on the podcast, just yep. ask questions myself, for sure, I would love to do that, boy, get everybody <laughs> in the room together, you know how it goes. You've been in my mama's house on right. Sundays. Exactly. Every Sunday, you in my mother's house. So, you know, man, happy belated birthday to my sister, Carolyn, by the way. For sure, for sure. Well, Coach, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to hop on here. You know, obviously, like I said, it wouldn't have been a season one if you weren't the first episode. Um, so, you know, we definitely had to make that happen. But, you know, just before we get off of here, Coach, you know, what's some advice that you could give to young, young coaches or young assistants? or even, you know, head coaches that are about to, or assistants that just took head coaching jobs that are about to, you know, embark on this journey. Um, what's, what's some advice you give to them? So let's start with the young assistants first and then translate over to the coaches that are transitioning. Uh, young assistants, man, don't chase the money. Because yeah. if you chase the money, you're never going to make enough money. For sure. Uh, be loyal. You know, just go in there and be ready to grind every single day. You know, uh, you learn from the head coach because you as an assistant, especially a young assistant, um, you got to make the head coach look good. Yep. That's your job. I hate to say it, but it is. But if you do that, you, you'll do well. Develop relationships. Uh, you know, you guys got unbelievable platforms. I've watched you do it. I told you that was been one of my weaknesses is developing a relationship. I mean, you got me better with that. Right. Um, you got to develop relationships. And uh, the other thing is, man, is uh, – Go in, bring your hard hat, and work your tail off every single day. You know, you put God first, you're gonna be okay. And then uh, your family, and then you, you, you and then uh, basketball. That's sure. how it's gotta go. 
for you young guys. And you go out there and you work every single day, you put your head down, you go just go with it. Uh, the guys who's going to be head coaches, these new guys, you um, develop relationships with your players. Do that. Like, make that – I think us as head coaches, we overemphasize the basketball part of it. These kids have been playing ball their entire life. Mm-hmm. So that comes second nature. Now, you got to right. get them there and coach them, but right. that, that comes second nature to them. Develop a relationship with those kids. Find out where they come from. Dig deep. You know, uh, if you do that, you'll be okay. And then, uh, like I said, you go, you come in every day, try not to chase the money, and enjoy it. Don't be that guy that hates to lose. Right. Be that guy that loves to win. Because right. that's one of the things I ask everybody. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? That's a big difference there. And uh, be, in my opinion, be that guy that loves winning because you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you take care of your players, treat them like your own. Yep. And then when you come in there every day, man, because our job about wins and losses. Because if you don't win, you don't get no contract. If you do win, you move on. Uh, enjoy it every day. Take it day by day. And, uh, like I said, put God first. There you go. There you go. Well, Coach, the way we always in these – episodes is you know i always ask the guests who come on if you had to recommend one person to come on share their story and just kind of talk about you know how they've gotten to where they've gotten to and and the obstacles and trials that they've had to overcome to get to where they are who would that one person be oh no no without a doubt it's dreamed out you got to get Jareem on here because that dude's got two chains. Yeah, two chains. <laughs> <laughs> two chains and the weeds right now. When you see us live on Facebook, Reem, I, I think you should get on here, man, because I think Reem has got a unique story to tell. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been he's, – he's won championships. He's been a winner everywhere, everywhere he's win. I mean, I mean, everywhere he's went. And the guy recruited Jay Young for two years. You know, he's relentless at it. And they had great success at North Texas. So, Dream. That's the guy. You need sure. to get Dream Dialing on her. If you need me to call his people, Coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call, you call, people, you call his people. Yeah. Tell his people to get in contact with me, and we're going to make it happen. Get in for contact right. with your people. There you go. There you go. Well, Coach, I appreciate you again. Uh, again, man, it's Memorial Day that we're recording this. So be on the lookout for it to get posted here in the next couple of days. Also, make sure that you are following Beyond the Hardwood on the Apple platform, Spotify, and now on YouTube as well. And then again, follow Beyond the Hardwood on the social media platforms at the BTH brand on Instagram. And also uh, the website, thebthbrand.com where you can get your merch and we'll have more merch like the hats and stuff coming on the way. So again, coach, I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Shout out oh, man. To, to the gang. That's, that's, you know what I mean? All oh, sisters, all of them coming back. There you go, baby. Let's go, baby. All your whole game. We here. As you can't tell, we have a whole lot of fun. Yo, yeah, you can follow oh, yeah. me on my social media, Coach. Yep, At all go. platforms, Coach JT Burton. For sure. Instagram, Snap, uh, Facebook. Everybody. Go follow. And then go follow Tuscan University. Tuscan Men's Basketball, baby. Coming for that natty next year. Let's go. There you go. Run it back. Appreciate it, everybody. See you next time.